0: Todd Ruckle, of uh, of Newark, of course, is uh, running for state senate district nine. Uh, also in uh, in the race, you got uh, Jack Walsh, uh, Democrat. Hey, Todd, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So, I don't even I don't know anything about you, and I know you wanted to call in, and I'm
1: I'm glad you did. I like to start uh, off. Okay. That way. Well, you can Google me. I'm all over the place, but the uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a. I've been a realtor for about 20 years. I was a councilman for the city of Newark for two terms. Oh, and, that uh, Todd
0: Ruckle. There you go. Yeah, okay, he, fine. Yeah, you know the name now. <laughs> now uh, I do. So yeah, thank you up. very, very much. Yes. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. Former so, uh, former yeah,
0: mayor sorry. there. Former mayor there. Uh, not a Republican, though, but a yep. uh, good friend. Great guy. You know that's what's cool about that, though, in Newark, is that Republicans and Democrats do pretty much get along. Every while, once in a while, there's a dust-up, but
1: people are just trying to get the job
0: done, it seems.
1: That's correct. You can't disclose what your party is, and that's why uh, they vote for who the person is. And I really wish we could do that today, versus having the party system.
0: I uh, see. I would disagree because uh, then it, it kind of sneaks up on you. It's like, oh, I didn't know he wanted to do that, but now I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, exactly. but yeah, So uh, now you're not currently uh,
1: on the city council, are you? No, that's correct. I stepped down a couple of years ago. Uh, I had to focus on my family and some other things, but uh, I had to step up at this point seeing the way the uh, current events were taking place.
0: Really? What is it that really moved
1: you? Well, I I was actually asked by both parties to run for the Senate seat when I was on council, um, which was kind of funny. But um, I, I guess I could say uh, as a realtor, I, I'm the director of relocation and business development for Keller Williams. And I move all the executives in and out for our company, and uh, all the executives are moving out. Um, so there are two folds here. The first one is the transfer tax was jacked up from 3% to 4% under yeah. Jack Walsh voted for that. And when that happened, we had the highest in the country that really hurt our buyers and sellers and especially hurt the minority community because they need every penny uh, to get down on the house. Uh, when that happened, that's when I started getting a little antsy about Jack Walsh. And then he just started, uh, took away the senior tax credit. And I've got tons of senior clients. who are going uh, that he did that. And uh, we've been fighting to get it back. And uh, we're going to have to double and get it up to 1000 because when seniors are in their home, if they have to go into assisted living, it's going to cost the state anywhere from twenty five to $50,000 for each person. So it's best if we help them stay in their homes so we save the state money. Uh, then he started doing some other crazy things Like you got to build the, uh, what was that thing he did? The, um, uh, he, he passed the bill or got it through. I just beat it three times. You have to build like a several thousand dollar luxury dog suite on your property. Uh, it's gotta have a mildew resistant bed. It's gotta have a light, I think it's air conditioner heater. Um, nobody's doing it of course, cause they can't cross the front door, but, uh, and he banned dog leads. That was the other weird thing where you can't, um, Put your dog outside. So my senior clients at three o'clock in the morning, they basically want you to force you to walk them out on a leash. So that's kind of silly too.
0: How so, how uh, else would they, they do it? If, if, if it's not a leash, wait, do you put them outside and just hook them up for a little bit and then go back out. Yeah, they got rid of dog
1: leads. He basically made it illegal. So you say dog
0: lead. To. You say dog lead. I'm thinking about a leash, but you're talking uh, about up, uh, up, actually. I used up. to have one of those uh, one of those uh, big you know big giant screws. And you screw it in the backyard, and uh, you put the dog on you know, with the collar with a, a long, long leash. It can, especially if it's cold outside and it's like you know six o'clock in the morning. Dog mm-hmm. wants to go out. I don't want to go out. Dog says please. Mm-hmm. I say fine. Take him out there with with my muck boots on. If it's snowing or wet, hook him up. Leave him out there for about twenty minutes. Go back and get him. Is that what you're talking about?
1: That's correct. And that is now illegal if it's over fifteen minutes. Uh, actually, no, you can't. If it's over. 89 degrees or under 35 degrees, you must walk your dog in the snow or whatever that temperature is, even if you have a fence in yard. So that was even the most stupidest decision I I remember.
0: This, yeah, we talked about that. It was like the second dumbest thing that happened that day.
1: Yep, and they've debated it for a long time. And and then there's other things. Like, my whole thing is, as the director of relocation and business development, I've really listened to the HR departments, and they actually make me take their employees and go to the Appaquinimix School District. They won't allow me to show them homes in the Christina School District because of the ratings since uh-huh. they are dead last in the state. And they, uh, and the buildings, if you drive by them, they've got mold growing through them. They're, they're apps. They have to be knocked down to the ground. and they, they have a new leader, so I'm not sure if he's willing to do it, but the old leader would refuse to knock the buildings down and start over and actually do what the Appaquinimix School District is doing, which is the community center concept where it's K-12 through and all the, all the buildings, it's a campus. Uh, they're doing it in Whitehall right now. And once it opens, those kids will go there from kindergarten to 12th grade. And all that education is going to be in one location. And I just want to kind of expand that a little bit more, which is putting a police substation on, all your government buildings on. And I want a senior campus on that, uh, a senior building with uh, assisted living. So we can actually have a campus that's going to support you from pre-birth to death. And whatever service the state needs to provide, it's going to be on that campus. And that way, there, there's tons of uh, services that are uh, companies or I guess divisions of the, the state that are in all these buildings all across the county. If we put them in one location that support the family, it's it's one location. And that way, there, like parents or, or minorities or anybody that's low income can have the ability to get to these campuses by a interlinked um, school system bus. And that way, well, well, they're uh, around. Well, that's the
0: goal of De uh, of Sabatino, who developed Whitehall and what he wants to do. He mm-hmm. wants to create this. It's kind of like what they're trying to do in Columbia, Maryland. Which mm-hmm. is, you know, create this all-inclusive community with all- everything you need, all the services and stores and shops and education and dentists and doctors, all that kind of stuff. But it it failed. It they, it never came to fruition. Mm-hmm. And it seems like uh, what the Sabatino is trying to do here with Whitehall is create that sort of environment, but on a much more manageable level.
1: Is that about right? Right, that's correct. But I don't think the stores, there's not enough uh, support for the stores. You need to leave a lot more people coming to support that. This is just for the services. Uh, and I, I want the one other change would be it's open to the public. I don't know if you, when you pay a taxes, you have to have access to all those public buildings. And right now the schools don't let the public in. So we're looking at the day shift being for the kids, the night shift being for the community. Um, right now there's no place to meet. I'm going to call it the big tent. We have to be able to have a gathering place where the auditorium can hold 3,000 people, and if we want to have a public event or a comedy show or a play, we need to be able to use those buildings for the general good of everybody. And right now, it's not. The school's just, you know, it's not the highest and best use of the land. They use it for eight hours a day, and it just sits there and just rots away. We need to use it for everybody.
0: See, this is the kind of thing that some people think, oh, it's boring and dull. No, no, no. This is actually... um Quality of life stuff that, that That's is correct. so meaningful. And, and you believe that if you could win this race for, uh, District 9, that you can make these things come to fruition. Do you really think you'll be able to, um, to overturn this transfer tax that, uh, that jacked up the race from 3% to
1: 4%? Absolutely. We're actually going to reduce it from 3 to 2. Uh, and the, the premise is that, they're only taxing homeowners. Like right now, a a tenant doesn't pay anything. They don't pay a transfer tax. They don't pay property taxes. They, and it's not in their rent. It's, that's the market value. Right. So um, that, that's when they have a referendum. They go to the, re- the tenants and say, hey, they can't raise your rent for two years. Just vote for this. You know, hey, here's some free pizza, like what Red Clay did.
0: So, <laughs> but it, but it, they it, will it, raise your rent in two years, yes.
1: Everybody will. Yeah. Well, yeah. But actually, they can because the market dictates what the rent is. If they try to raise it and the, and the, and the incomes don't go up, they can't raise the rent. It's like the seller saying... Hey, you know, I want 300000 for my house, and I tell them, hey, it's only worth 200000 But they're like, well, I want $300,000, and I'm like, well, get somebody else because they're only going to pay $200,000. It's the same, it works the same way with rent. So it's just an argument that people make, and it just doesn't work. So it goes by market value for rent.
0: So what's your goal? You're going you're gonna to re- reduce the, uh, the transfer tax to 2%, and you uh, said it was jacked was up from 3% to
1: 4%, right? Highest in the country, right. So basically, yeah. I want to do the Tenant Accountability Act. For once, we're going to hold the people responsible. Like that, that, I find a way that if we have a statewide residential lease, it gets recorded and there will be a recording fee, just like a, a homeowner pays. The tenant's going to have to pay it. But whoever lives in that property and signs the lease, everything transfers to them. So, if you're thinking, okay, well, they have to, who's responsible to cut the grass? Okay, well, the Tenant Accountability Act and accountability pages on there, they're going to find the person on that sheet. They, the state can no longer find uh, the homeowner just because they own the house. And uh, I want to go a little bit further. Not the tenant has to pay. I'd love for them to pay the taxes, but we'd have to figure that out and have that on the accountability page, and if they don't pay the taxes, then you can just take their tax return from them.
0: Well, there are rental contracts wherein uh, you, you can actually put that in there saying it's the tenant's responsibility to make sure the grounds are kept clean and the lawn's cut and things like
1: that, right? That's, that's correct, but this, the code enforcement will go after the owner. They don't go after the tenant. Well, yeah, that's they true. That's owner. true, they
0: do. Yes, that's true,
1: yeah. So they go they go after, and they find the owner and say, hey, collect it off your tenant. Well, the, the landlord is not government. You know what I'm saying? If, if this person's responsible... For, for that grasp. And the state can prove, because it's recorded they're responsible, they need to find the right person. And that goes with the red light cameras. If, I, if you let me borrow your car and I go through and I run 20 red lights, the next thing you got 20 tickets. Yeah. They're not fine you. They're not fine me. And it's, uh, the premise is if, if a police officer pulls you over and committing a crime, they're giving you the ticket, the citation, or arresting you. And the way the system is now, they're arresting the owner of the car, the owner of the house. And and it's just unconstitutional. It has to be changed. They have to go after the right person, but we have to put the tools in place for them to be able to go after the right person.
0: No, that's a good point. As a matter of fact, in many parts of the country, they've reversed those red light uh, cameras saying it's unconstitutional, it's unfair, the wrong people were getting tickets. And they're mm-hmm. also using them simply for revenue enhancement, not for any sort of safety. They've seen more rear end accidents, uh, fewer T bones, but more rear end ex- accidents. And I'm sure the chiropractors love the red light cameras.
1: Uh, they they love them great. Uh, believe me. Yeah. But, and they also did the one other thing. Did you did you see the? Uh, they're going to try to put cameras on uh, public, uh, privately owned buses, and yeah. they're going to find the, they're going to find the owner of the car five hundred dollars and, and try to arrest them. If they're driving, if they're they're caught with this, I don't know what they call it. This run the bus stop thing, run the bus. Well, see that's stop the thing. If you, the if
0: if yeah, if you have cameras on, and there are multiple cameras, like five cameras
1: or so, on a school bus. We're talking about on a school mm-hmm. bus, right? Right. Yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So they need to go after the actual person that is driving the car not the So owner.
0: where this has happened in other states uh, you have the cameras must identify the person behind the wheel and they can't just not just the car but it has to identify the person behind the wheel and at that point when I'm thinking about the kids and school buses
1: personally I got no problem with that one Right well they have to do the front what I what it, we have the technology to do it they're going to catch the person coming up on yeah. when it's driving by take a front shot who what the person is driving They've got the technology to do it. They're passing, and they're not passing at a high rate of speed, so they'll be able to get a nice, clear shot. They compare it to the driver's license fixture that's on file, and if they come close or match, they issue it and say, hey, you've got to go to court. You go in the court. Here it is. Boom. You just want to have to take that extra step to follow the rules. We want to stop school, but we want to just do it the right way or the legal way, not go after the owner of a car just because they own it.
0: So reducing the transfer tax there in Newark, also uh, the tenant responsibility act you talked about, and Mm -hmm. let people people tie up the dog out in the backyard for half an hour or something like that when it's cold so they don't have to go there and they're... Get their, their jammies and slippers soaking wet. And <laughs> right. time. No, I, I get that. And, and uh, also giving seniors back their tax credit as well. Yeah, I'll get Jack Walsh on now and talk about that because these are very strong messages, very strong platform here. How do you get the message out during the pandemic?
1: Right. Well, that's the other thing. Well, let's, let's go back to the city of Newark, making that unconstitutional ordinance. Tell me I can't even have 12 people over my house right. over the age of 16. I how am I, supposed, I was having political meetings set up. And now I'm now I'm going to break the law and everyone in my house gets a $500 fine plus 20 hours of community service if they knock on my door. Of course, I'm not going to let them in. They need a warrant. But let's say they're out there watching how many people went in. And then they're like, well, I don't need a warrant now. Well, yes, you do. You can't come through my house. But they're going to still try to cite you. And they just arrested uh, some students that had a party um, out there in New York. I think three of them because they couldn't catch the rest of the other, I guess there were 70 of them together. There's a whole uh, bunch again, of them. There's
0: uh, alcohol. They're underage and all kinds of stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, they get those. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. They can get them that, <laughs> but yeah. not for assembling in their own residence, and that's uh, and the uh, Pennsylvania, the Governor Wolf's order, everything just got overturned that he had. So oh, yeah. uh, it's a great thing. Then uh, right now we have to do it in Delaware because uh, my team's still looking to get a constitutional attorney uh, to handle a lawsuit against the city. But uh, right now it's just going to be really easy at this point because it's already been overturned. Governor Wolf's executive orders on assembly were just thrown out last week, and then he appealed it, and that appeal just got thrown out yesterday.
0: Um, how are you getting the word out? Facebook, social media. Hey, I'm
1: calling you right now, how many listeners do you have? 30, 40,000? And, and, so, and the Jensen 000. show. Yeah.
0: Well, I've been told right. at any given time during, during the week, 10% of the Delaware, this is what I was told by a uh, number cruncher a couple of years ago, but 10% of the entire state of Delaware listens to the show at some time, I guess, throughout the week. So thanks. Yep. Appreciate that. You know, plus social media and everything else.
1: Yeah, and I have a few other things that I've been working on for the last eight years. I'm trying to get the largest East Coast cruise port built in Newcastle. Um, I don't know. I, I also, with that being built, that'll bring at least 4,000 jobs. My goal is to get high-paying jobs into the, for the folks that live in the city so they don't have to sell drugs anymore. If I can get them moving bags and doing other things with services, uh, they're making 50, 60 bucks an hour. We're going to pump the money into the, back into the city. And we're also going to make put Delaware as a destination spot. Um, we already have an airport that doesn't really get used. And yeah, my sure. goal is, uh, with the cruise line and there's, you know, 20 to 40,000 passengers coming in a week the airlines are going to be busy. Well, Southwest and other airlines coming in. And um, we, well, that also, well, transportation and the support services. Uh, but the big thing was the trifecta was getting Amazon built. Now I spoke to get that built. That was actually my idea. Uh, Brian Hemphill was the CFO of Amazon. And he became a friend of mine because I relocated him into Delaware. And I was telling him all about what a great idea to have Amazon build a huge distribution center right there on the General Motors plant. And he sure enough ran it up the ladder and it's being built right now. So, Uh, again, that's just, with having that support system for the cruise lines and now the airlines come in, we have a perfect three-way triangle that can bring in billions of dollars of tax revenue to the state to keep our taxes low.
0: Uh, I love your energy. I love your big ideas. I appreciate that. I had to get to a break in news coming up. Todd Mm -hmm. Ruckel, and, uh, what's your, what's your web? What's your Facebook?
1: Uh, it's Neighbors for Todd Ruckel. Uh, again, that's all I am is just a neighbor that's running. I'm not a politician, uh, and if they, they want a yard sign or donate, uh, that's great. I've literally self-funded my campaign so far with a few donations. Uh, everything's coming out of my pocket because I hate asking people for money. So I just want <laughs> your time, your energy, and uh, you want to get a neighbor that's going to fight for you, and i always do the right thing and I'll always protect communities one neighbor at a time.
0: Is that neighbors for Ruckel, Ruckle, R U C K
1: L E? Neighbors for Todd Ruckle, yep. For Todd Ruckle, neighbors, neighbors for Todd Ruckle. T O D D, last name Ruckel. Ruckle. R U C K L E. And, uh, all right, good. Well, it's great chatting with you. If you, uh, want me on again, uh, I do a lot of shows like this, so I, I again, I like talking, and if people want to hear the message and, and, get back to the Delaware Way where we have a left foot and a right foot that stand together and a left leg to run and a right leg to run working together, we're going to run into the future and we can actually change the state.
0: Gee, you like talking. I never would have guessed. Todd, thanks for being yeah. on. I appreciate We've got to get to a break. <laughs> News is coming up. Keep it here.